Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to this edition of Freeman Means Business Wonder Women in Business podcast. As we know, everyone has a story, and on our podcast, we give a voice to those women whose story is moving, meaningful, and compelling. I'm so very excited and honored and pleased to share with you a very, very good friend of mine. Uh, today's guest is Nancy Sloan. Many of my listeners know Nancy. Nancy, welcome. Hi. I'm so happy to have you. you here today. I cannot wait to have this conversation to share us uh, and this conversation with our universe. So tell those people who don't know you a little bit about yourself. Alrighty. Um, let's, let's put it this way. I have been in the business of telling stories and working with people and um, sharing uh, like I said, sharing stories and helping people communicate for probably 20 something years. Oh, I don't know, maybe even longer than that. Um, I have a rather unique point of view. Um, I, I have, uh, when I say unique, I also have a pretty eclectic uh, background. Um, I have been involved in communications and advertising and a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And I come together and come work with clients and, and a lot of other people um, and put things together. As Susan and I were talking a little while ago, um, I think the word eclectic really sums it up. Um, yeah. I love that's that word. it. Um, I think of that's a perfect word. I, I think that's a perfect word to describe you, your experience, your background. You are quite a great storyteller. Um, I have enjoyed working with you and being your friend both. So super, super um, that you use that word. That's a perfect word to describe you is eclectic. Um, tell us a little bit about what's your favorite thing to do um, right now in this coronavirus. I know that you're keeping busy and the kinds of things that you do are very much appreciated during times like this and always. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, writing, yeah, storytelling. Tell us more. Okay. Um, actually, let me let me sort of jump back a little bit. Um, it's interesting. I I've told folks when I've been interviewing uh, either for a job or when I when I work with um, when I work with clients, I'm very much a big picture person and I kind of see things um, as they happen um, and I'm very much a producer of sorts. I tend to see things sort of from the beginning to the middle and to the end um, and I you know not to overthink the coronavirus but it, it really is you know, it, it's kind of frightening to think about we could have solved some of this stuff, you know, a couple months ago, but we're in it right now. And, um, and that's kind of uh, where I see things. Um, again, back to looking uh, in the big picture. Um, yeah. I have to agree with you there. At the risk of my getting political and offending those <laughs> that if you um are offended by my uh, lack of respect, put it nicely, for our current administration, then you probably aren't listening to my podcast anyway. But <laughs> 
I agree <laughs> with you. So much could have been done so much sooner had we been uh, led uh, by actual leaders. Um, but I don't want to get political again. So tell us a little right. bit more about your favorite thing about your career and maybe where are you today um, in that? Yeah, I, um, I think some of the things that I've done in my career, uh, um, I kind of, again, look at, uh, I like, again, doing the building and the creating, um, putting pro projects together. I, in the early days, um, I used to work in advertising and I kind of found my niche um, uh, where I like to uh, create from, from scratch. I mean, and I think that's why the internet um, was sort of the, the best thing for me because in the early days, I mean, I started working on internet projects in 1996. I mean, quite frankly, um, I, lot, I, I work with people that were barely in college in 1996. Um, but we're talking about the early days of the internet. We're talking about, you know, uh, rolling your uh, sleeves up and, and, you know, hard coding HTML. Um, and working with developers, um, it, but I, I could understand what really needed to be done, um, and that's what I that's what I really enjoyed, you know, working with designers and developers and and seeing things through, and also having to explain what all of this was about. I mean, I can I can tell stories. Um, Back in the old days, I, I won't mention his name, but I can tell you that there was one very famous um, cosmetic giant who didn't understand what the internet was about. And I had to explain to him, you know, you have the fax machine, you know, and, and now we're going to have the internet. And he didn't understand that someday we're going to be selling things online. And of course, you know, now this company is, I believe it's an $8 billion uh, company where they obviously sell cosmetics at this point. So um, it, it's kind of cool to see where in 1996, 97, 98, you know, you could see this thing coming. And it was really fascinating to be part of that. Um, I only wish I was on the e-commerce side of things as opposed to the corporate communication side of of working on that kind of uh, stuff. Well, let yeah. me ask you this, Nancy. Do you consider yourself more of a big picture visionary strategist type person, or more of a uh, detailed task oriented, uh, you know, tactical person? Oh, I quite frankly, I like doing all of those things. To to be honest, I I like the strategy and I like the tactical. You know, I like a little of both um, because sometimes the strategy is great, but I also, I, again, back to the rolling up your sleeves, I like to get those things done. So I don't know if that's the fairest question, but it's, it's a little of both. Um, yeah. Which is probably why you own your own business and are good at doing that. Um, yeah. You have to do both. Well, let me ask you, speaking yeah. of owning your own business, you have been uh, well known in the industry, in the legal services industry as a comms person, all aspects yep. of integrated marketing communications, um, I, I, almost all, I'm not sure if all, but almost all. What has been your proudest professional accomplishment? 
Well, um, I, I'd have to say a little of both, and I'm going to try and explain this pretty well. I worked for a design and branding agency, um, and that's where I worked with uh, the fellow who um, uh, had the cosmetic business that, you know, we had to con twist his arm to, to um, explain why he needed to, you know, uh, work on the internet. But, um, you know, it's, it, we did 70 online annual reports in five years. And I've also wow. worked on, yeah, and I've also worked with major law firms and dealing with lawyers where they just want to, you know, they, they're not convinced, you know, I'm just not sure, you know, I'm really not convinced. I mean, those arguments that you have to explain why it is we have to do something and you know, lawyers, God love them, but sometimes they just want to either see what the, all the other law firms are doing or they want to, you know, help do it themselves. I mean, I've seen both sides. So um, those accomplishments, I like both sides of it again. That's awesome. But, I, you know, you and I agree on that. Lawyers have this uh, tunnel vision that makes them great at finding fault and doing their jobs as expected. Yeah. Um, it's very difficult for them to free float and be more visionary and big picture and imagine this. No, I don't want to imagine anything. I want to see it right before me. I want right. the data. Yeah. So yeah, they're not very uh, right. forward thinking or progressive for the most part. Most lawyers are not. They're, you know, ISTJs and, uh, but there's the occasional lawyer who yep. is business minded who might think that way and hopefully that person's in a an mp role as well or a bd role as well well let me ask you this who's inspired you on your uh path um i worked with a fellow who came out of advertising um and he was a creative he was an executive creative director and he took a sh he took a shot or he took a liking to me um he didn't really understand what I did um, because I was just kind of a, um, he didn't, you know, he, he didn't understand what the corporate communications role was. And I hadn't worked in, in hardcore advertising for a while, but I knew how to be a producer. Um, and so I was covering, this was the summer of, I think I want to say like 97 or 98, something like that. And this was the beginning of what they called new media. It, I don't even think it was called interactive at the, at the time. And I was covering for an account executive, um, but he just needed the work to get done. And I think I had the right kind of, I don't know, the, the chops to do the job. And basically his two clients, his two major clients, thought that I understood it all, whether, you know, whether I did or I didn't, but I got the stuff done. And he really understood that, like, that was okay, that I didn't know the, you know, the, the stuff that he knew, but that I could get it done. And at, over the summer, I was kind of being, um, uh, you know, recruited for another firm. And he let me go. And it was kind of like the hardest thing I, well, maybe not the hardest thing I ever did. But 
what he did for me is he he allowed me to leave and and the sweetest thing he ever did was he gave me an envelope and he put his business card in the envelope and he asked me not to open the envelope until after my first day on the new job okay and after the first day on or the first week of the new job i opened the envelope and on the on the back of the business card he taped a quarter and now, you know, like I understood that what he was basically saying was like, if it doesn't work out, Nancy, you can come back. That is and so it was the, sweet. It was so sweet and so lovely. I, I don't remember if I sat there and cried at my desk, but even, you know, every time I think of that story, there was somebody who believed in me and he took a chance on me. And it's the kind of story that I, you know, the sort of like you know, backs into the story where I always wanted to be that kind of boss with somebody else, like anybody who I um, was a mentor to, I just always wanted to be that boss who had an effect on somebody who I was, you know, the boss of them. And I just, it stuck with me, Susan, for years. And by the way, he went on to uh, work in Hollywood and he's, um, he produced a couple movies and a couple uh, TV shows. And, you know, the man is lovely. And I just, you know, it stayed with me for years. Well, Nancy, you need to call him back. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's a real leader right there. That kind of move is very um, yeah. secure in himself and his belief in you. And what a really great job. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, well, let's go to this topic that's very near and dear to my heart. Um, how do you advise that we might support other women in business, big or small, day to day, what have you? <sighs> well, um, you know, I think that's, Susan, that's kind of a tough one. Well, let, let me just share a couple things. Um, and you know, sort of my backstory here. Um, you know, a couple years ago, I had some real serious health issues. And I'm, I'm going to sort of loop it into um, how people have supported me. And when I had the first of several health issues, people were so supportive. Um, it was just unbelievable. Like I, I couldn't believe like the letters and the flowers and, and like you just don't realize how supportive people can be. I mean, um, you know, my daughter, actually, I'm sorry. And I'm going to feel like those horrible people, you know, at the Academy Awards. It's like my daughters, <laughs> I feel them. <laughs> God forbid, you know, like my daughters were wonderful at the hospital. Um, and, and the people that I work with, I mean, it just, there's somebody, um, in our industry, who went to a lunch at the, you know, the really fancy restaurant in New York per se, and she brought a doggy bag. Okay. It wasn't a doggy bag, but I mean, it was some fabulous meal from per se, you know, like who does that? Well, she did. Okay. I mean, and the um, legal marketing association, the, the New York uh, board gave my family a, um, uh, if, if people know Seamless in New York, you know, they, they gave my family a gift card, like a serious gift card. 
so that my family could order in dinner in New York while I was at the hospital so that there was food for them. I mean, it was just unbelievable, um, you know, like the gratitude, you know, and the helpfulness, you know, talk about lifting people. I mean, it was just, it was unreal. It was unreal. And by the way, I was in, you know, for those who don't know me, I was in the hospital in New York for five months. And then I was in, and then I was in like um, physical therapy rehab for two months up in the Bronx, you know, seven months out of my life. Nancy, that brings me um, to a question of, you know, I know you personally. So now I know a few of the challenges that you have overcome. But for those who do not know, what would you say is your biggest challenge or setback and how did you overcome it? Well, after that one, um, I'm going to go into challenge number two. Um, (laughs) I love you. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's like, you know, when when my daughter was young, um, she's like 33 now, but when my daughter was young, she, she used to come home from preschool and we used to call it the boo-boo report. You know, she would she would come home and you know tell me who fell and you know who got three stitches. I mean, this is what I feel like I'm 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 telling everybody, which is you know Nancy's sort of weird. boo-boo report. What? <laughs> yeah. So this is Nancy's boo-boo report. Um, back in December, I I know this sounds really bizarre, but I fell out of bed and I went to the hospital. And, you know, I had something called a subdural hematoma, which means I really whacked my head pretty seriously. And then a couple days later, um, I don't know, I was lying in bed and I just didn't feel good. And I went from just didn't feeling good to like really in bad shape. And the next day, I, the next time I woke up, I was in Charleston, South Carolina, and apparently I had brain surgery which I don't remember from being in bed to, I don't know, 10 days later. Yeah. So I talk about serious challenges. Um, Yeah. And and so I'm just going to share with you and from everybody listening, um, like I've now had, I've been intubated three times in my life and I've had ventilator, you know, I've had a ventilator three times in my life. And I have to tell you, being extubated is horrible. And the only thing I can liken it to, I know this, this story is like taking a really bizarre turn, but it feels like having a yardstick in your throat. It is the worst feeling in the world. And I hope everybody who's listening, like, wear a mask. Don't be stupid. Do the six feet, you know, social distancing. Like, you know, life is too short. You don't want to go through this. I mean, that's that's the last thing I'm going to talk about. So, you know, what what have I overcome? Um, I've overcome a lot. Um, you know, or as as I said to Susan, you know, I've I've overcome a lot. I still need to work. I mean, that's the, you know, if I can be uh, bold. I mean, I still need sure. to work. So. <laughs> um, uh, and, you know, I had brain surgery, um, and I will be very frank about this. I have, I still have a little bit of what's called aphasia. Um, but at my age, I think half the people that I know 
you know, can't remember things. Um, and I actually, <laughs> you're so funny. <laughs> I, well, I try. Um, but you know, I remember lyrics from when I was a kid. I still play the piano, so I have muscle memory. Um, you know, there there were some things from speech therapy, but I know I work with lawyers. I know they're going to judge me, but I'm writing, and I, um, there might be a little. Uh, pause in my voice but I can remember poems from the sixth grade I can you know the words are there the thoughts are there and you know like I said I work with lawyers I can uh I um you know I can hold my own you with the what, best Nancy, of them That's, let me just say something yeah you have so much courage I just want to say Aww. that I First of all, I love you. Second of all, you have so much courage. You're a great example to those who are feeling down and out and about to give up, but don't. Don't do it. Look at what, I mean, so, so let's just make it clear, folks. Nancy is still an amazing writer, still a great storyteller. And yes, like myself and everyone I know, she needs to work. Um, but by telling the story of her um, brain surgery and aphasia, resulting aphasia, I'm sure that she's a little concerned that those listening say, are saying, oh, she can't write or, or tell stories anymore. That's not the case. She absolutely is still a great writer, absolutely is still a great storyteller. As you can tell, she has cracked me up on this story. And you've moved me to tears. The whole envelope with the card in the quarter, that was amazing. Um, no, you've still got it going, girl. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Well, tell me something that, uh, now you've told the audience a lot of things that maybe most didn't know, um, but tell us something that um, maybe the most of us who do know you don't know. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I, you know, in the, in the what, what don't you know about me? Um, you, you know what's <laughs> so funny is I listened, I, I listened to some of the other folks' um, stories, you know, and I, I, I didn't do the high wire, you know, Warner, but <laughs> I, I will tell you, I will tell you I'm an incredible klutz. Um, and I went to college um, in the Northeast. I went to school in, in Rochester, New York, um, where I avoided anything that had to do with sports. I mean, when I tell you I took juggling, I can still juggle. I took skiing, which I hated. Because we we used to go we used to go skiing on Tuesday nights at ten o'clock in now I think it was Bristol Mountain where yeah. I'm telling you it was it was you know four below on a That's Tuesday crazy. night and and we're talking we're talking you know you were on it was ice particles I mean it was just the worst possible thing and I took bowling so we're talking <laughs> I'm a klutz it was cold but I still can juggle and I can juggle uh, rings and I can juggle yeah, pins, not so much, but like those, and you know, I can entertain kids. If you've got oranges in, in your kitchen, I can entertain kids and I know how to drop them just so they'll laugh or whatever, but not the kids, um, right? <laughs> yeah. I don't drop the kids. Only the oranges. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, and, and the, the other thing that I completely forgot to tell you is I really wanted to be a fashion photographer. 
Wow. That's what I came to New York City for, okay? And my joke always is that once I met the people in fashion, it was like, oh, no, no, I don't, I don't want, you know, that was like, what was I thinking? So that's why I ended up in photography. And I, and I worked with that, and I worked with um, what they called still life photographers. But I really, I knew that I was going to be a photographer when I was 14 years old. I mean, I just, I just knew it. I still take pictures. Um, and I, I believe when Susan puts up the podcast, you know, I've got an Instagram account. It, it gives me pleasure. Um, and, and I've got a bunch of dogs. So oh, it's it. really my husband's thing. Um, so, you know, we've, let me ask if you, I this, told you, yeah. Would you ever, um, I think this is what you need to start doing. I know we all need work that pays. I mean, we have to sustain our, right. um, you know, our jobs and our companies and our mortgages. But I think Nancy, you have a book in you and that book is called the boo boo report and you should include pictures <laughs> of your journey. I am not kidding. You have such an amazing story. You've only touched on it. I know a lot more than what you've shared here today. I think that you have one of the most remarkable autobiographies inside of you waiting to come out. And maybe during this time, you'll take time to at least think about that and then someday actually do it. Um, you're one fascinating woman. If people want to know you or want to know more about you or want to hire you, um, how can they reach you? Okay. Well, let's see. Um, you know, from the, from the work-related uh, side, it's lawyersbiography. I'm sorry, lawyersbioservice.com. That's lawyers, L-A-W-Y-E-R-S, bioservice.com. I'm also on LinkedIn, and my name is spelled N-A-N-C-Y-S-L-O-M-E. And if you're on Instagram, it is, uh, I believe it's Sloanster, S-L-O-M-E, S-C-E-R. Yes. If, you, if you remember, if you remember, you know, it, I used to call it, it's the Sloanster making copies. That was always, you know, <laughs> I think that was a Saturday Night Live thing. Um, it, I remember. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> uh, You're yeah, awesome. I, you know. You're so awesome. Well, thank so you, Susan. I thank can't you. wait to, um, so folks, you know, I write a blog about all my guests. So I will include Nancy's very robust bio, her headshot, and a lot of the photography that she has uh, such a gift for. I'll include that in the blog as well. So, um, and her contact information for those who were not able to jot that down. Um, so Nancy- hey, Susan? Yeah? Susan, I forgot one really important thing. No problem, take it away. Okay, after the brain surgery, well, they sort of had to cut my hair. So I just wanted to make one comment. Um, I've had long hair my entire life, and we had to cut my hair. So for everybody listening, I do look like a cross between Sinead O'Connor and G.I. Jane. So you're going to see pictures of me with really short hair because I had 50 staples in my head. So I just wanted to add that as you're looking at me. Some of the pictures you'll see, I had long hair, and then there's this one. So I'm, I'm sort of proud of it. There you go. Yeah, you're a badass, <laughs> for sure. Well, look, you know I love you, and I can't wait to share more about you with the world. And um, a big shout-out to LNA for what they did for you. I know when I went through my toughest times with my mom, they were there for me. 
uh, in a big way, it, it, much the same as what you experienced. So I'm super grateful to those kind people uh, who are in LMA. Um, thank you so much for being here, Nancy. And you know, if you ever need anything that I can help you with, please give me a shout. You know where to find me. Thanks, You're everybody. You're wonderful, Susan. Thank you, too. You're welcome. Have a good day, everybody.